ignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Hallelujah. Amen. This is indeed the Lord's house where all can come and gather. A place where you can come and have a refill. Amen. If you are drained of any strength, if you are drained of any virtue, I believe that as we gather at the feet of Jesus, we shall be refreshed, we shall be refilled. Amen. Are you expecting something good this morning? It's always a good thing to come into the presence of the Lord expecting something. You should have an expectation. You shouldn't just go thinking that, it's just routine. Expect that something will happen to you and you will not leave the place the same. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. This morning we have testimony. It's testimony time. And um, our sister Rebecca, Rebecca Eniwa. Eniwa, is that, is that the right pronunciation? Rebecca, is Rebecca with us, is giving her testimony this morning. Yeah, there she is. All right. Put your hands together for Rebecca as she comes to share of the goodness of the Lord, what the Lord has done for her. God is still in the miracle business. For those who think that miracles were happening only back in those days, you are mistaken. God is still doing wonderful things for us. Put your hands together for her again. I'm Rebecca Aniwa from Mercy Zone. Zippy Grace is my pastor. In the year 2016, I've been seriously sick. Couldn't turn my neck. So I spent most of the time in the hospital. I want to thank God for taking me through and healing me. Because the pain I saw yesterday is no more. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Put your hands together for the Lord. I can see a special anointing upon you. Now shall we take our seats as we welcome the ministration from our sister Maui Rami Oklu. Has God kept you in January? You can wave your hands. Thank you. 
gathering and through this time in your presence speak a word to our lives and may we be blessed indeed thank you for what is ahead of us thank you for a beautiful week our lives will continually enjoy your deliverance and your blessing let it come once more as we hear you in Jesus name we pray amen God bless you. You may please be seated. And I want to welcome you to church today. A beautiful overcast Sunday. I believe that this time we are spending in God's presence will be a blessing. And I want in this month of August to consolidate the blessing of God upon your life. Amen. So this is a consolidation service. Consolidation month where we are strengthening, you know, the Bible says we must strengthen the things that remain. So expect great blessings this month. Expect wonderful things to happen to you this month. Now, the blessing I'm talking about is the blessing of God on your finances. God is interested in your finances. And uh, for the sake of our many new members of this family, we welcome to church last week, I think. I want to give some very basic things to share some basic things you need to understand about God's intent, God's mind for your finances. It is clear that God has a blessing for our finances because of his blessing in Deuteronomy 28. And verse 8, it says, the Lord, how many of you want the Lord to bless your finances? Yes. The Lord shall command the blessing 
upon thee in thy storehouse and in all that thou settest thy hand unto and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee hallelujah in verse 5 we see another place God is blessing these are specific spots in our lives he said blessed shall be thy basket and thy store so now these are words that help us understand where God wants to bless because your basket your store verse 8 your storehouse these are places we keep our belongings and in our contemporary context your basket is your wallet or your purse there are some sisters when their bag falls down and the zip was not closed you see that only chewing gum chewing stick a mirror and a comb um, it means that your basket is not really blessed when your bag falls down as a Christian sister, which we should see heavy duty stuff, and it's happening to you. I mean, if not dollar bills and pounds selling, we need to see, you know, brown notes, green notes. So that is going to be the story of your life. So your basket is blessed. And then your storehouse, which represents your bank account. And some of you, you don't even have a bank account. Because there's nothing to bank. But very soon there will be something to bank. So, I'm just throwing this in to let you know that God blesses certain areas of our lives. So, there must be a blessing on your wallet. There must be a blessing on your bank account. It should be that the more you sign, the more the bank account gets full. That's a miracle blessing on your bank account. Now, and that is just the financial aspect I'm talking about. But there are many blessings that must come upon our lives. Now, I want us to read a very important scripture. Because some of you who are new, somehow, you don't believe that God blesses his children. Some of you feel that 
when you get born again, it begins a backward retrogression of your life. It's like your life goes back. You are no longer joyous, joyful. You are a hustler. It's like being born again means you are hustling on earth before you go to heaven to enjoy. But when you get born again, you are rather blessed on earth. And then you are also blessed in heaven. Amen. Now, there's a very important verse in 1 Timothy chapter 3. I want to share with you. If you're a Christian, if you've just joined the church, verse 15 says, But if I tarry long, thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, and the pillar and ground of truth. The New Living Translation says, so that you are saying some things. And verse 15, that's the one has to go back. So that if I am delayed, if I tarry long, if I am delayed, in case I'm not able to come to you physically, you will know how people must conduct themselves in the household of God. This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and foundation of the truth. So, if you are a Christian and you are in the church, you need to know how to behave. Did you see there? Yeah. You need to know, you know, anywhere you find yourself in an office, in a school, in a, in, a, anywhere you find yourself. It is very important for you to know how to behave yourself. And as a pastor, it is my responsibility to share with you how you should behave yourself. If you want to be blessed, if you want God's blessing upon your storehouse, if you want God's blessing upon your and that you set your hand to do, there is a way to behave. If you don't behave that way, you will not see the blessing. You can be in the house of God and not experience his blessing. And I'm going to tell you soon, one of the blessings that must come upon your storehouse, when we say somebody's basket is blessed, somebody's store is blessed, one very big thing that happens, that should happen, for you to say that your store is blessed, will come soon. But I'm teaching you that if you are in church, you need to know how to behave yourself so that the blessing God has for you comes your way. Now, one of the 
major things pillars of your life as a new believer you know this series is really directed to our new members who have joined us I feel you need to know this including old existing members who have also forgotten look I'll tell you something I was telling a brother a few days ago well I I don't also know what type of person you are because some of us are not correct yes no seriously some of us are not correct when I say you are not correct I mean you are not a correct person Your, your mind your mind doesn't even work well you can't distinguish between curses and blessings good and bad i mean when 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 god drops you from a plane and puts you in a blessed fertile ground you lack the ability to even see that where you are is blessed you are not a correct person your mind doesn't work well so, so, so one of the things a pastor should do is to correct people's way of thinking. Yes. It's one of the major responsibilities of a pastor. Paul says that, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. To persuade somebody means to change the person's way of thinking. Yes. He was headed this way and you are able to persuade him to turn. I'm trying to persuade some of you to turn. Now, I was telling a brother somewhere that we, we, who have been in church for decades, we don't have any life anywhere. Yes. Tomorrow, we are going to the bank to work. We are going to our school to teach. We work in town. We've built our mansions around. (laughs) but I'm telling you that even that job you have in town and your mansions you've built if you also are a thinking being you 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 will realize that there is a source of that blessing and that source is the household of God so many things come out of here so many things a lot of things come from here and should come from here. My marriage should come from here. I mean, I don't expect to get a wife from a drinking bar or from a funeral. Not even a wedding. Not even a wedding. Honestly. You can meet a, 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 a brand new girl at a wedding wearing high heels and, and it's like you want to marry her. There is a source. It's a place you must get a wife. Yeah. Unfortunately, we pastors and mostly bogus pastors have, 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 have converted the church to a Sunday-only gathering. It's like the Sunday church is like the, it's like the church. In fact, there are some countries where they don't even have weekday services. No, no, no. I know a particular church, a big church in another country. 
it's only in recent times because of the influence of our church and so on, they began to have weekday services. Sunday, they dress, they come, sit down, fat, big fat hen. You finish the service, and most of these services are, you know, one hour, 20 minutes, 45 minutes services. Shorts, just come and go. And we pastors are the ones supervising such decadence. Decadence. See, one of the blessings of coming to church, depending on who your pastor is, also that you learn English. Because some of you also, your English is not good. Uh-huh. Your English language is not good. Which may also be a reason why you may not prosper. Yes. So, so when I say decadence, write it down. Whether you are putting K inside or S inside, just write it. And when you go home, you check. We are supervising overwhelming decadence. We are, we are, we are, the church is spoiling. And it's because of you, the pastor. You are the reason. It's not the church members. The church members. Look, let me tell you. Don't join any church which is like a Sunday only. You have just come. And also, because you are not a correct person, that's why you think that church is just Sunday meeting. But a lot, from last Sunday, we met here to today, a lot of things have gone on. And that is the real church. This one that we are just gathered to thank God for the uh, past. It's a celebration service. The real name for a Sunday church service. It's a celebration service. To, 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 to wear our nice shirt and suit to celebrate the things God has done during the week. That's not church. Ah! This is not church. You are the one who is not correct. <laughs> Those who are correct in the church, they know that this is not church. This cannot be church. What are you talking about? You mean I gave my life for this Sunday meeting we are having? It cannot be. This cannot be church. There is more. There is more. There is more. So if you are in the church, you need to know how to behave yourself. And it's something Paul told Timothy. He told it clearly. He said, I, I want to come to you. And so, 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 you see, because when I'm with you, I can share some things and so But in case, you know, the train delays or the uh, plane doesn't take up because of snow and so on, I'm, I'm writing these things to help you to know how to behave yourself. There is a way to behave. Sister, there is a way to behave. If you are in the church, you don't behave like the girls in town. It's a way to behave. Come bleach yourself and come and sit here. Some of you last night, just last night, where you were last night, if you say, explain, you will, you will you'll be embarrassed. Some of you sitting here are crooks. If I make a mistake of making you my business partner, I've destroyed my life. So I'm writing this to you so that you will know how to behave. I'm speaking with clarity and strength to those of you who have just joined the church because if I don't guide you, you will join the losing streaks in the church. You, because there are people you look up to in the church who were here long before you came who are not any correct people. 
Yes. And you follow them into your, into your destruction. They themselves are going to be destroyed. It's like going to hell. Hell was not created for you and I. Hell was made for Lucifer and the one third of the angels. But most people, when they are going down, they want to take people down with them. But you are escaping. You are escaping. You are escaping. So one of the things you need to do, because here in church, we give offerings. As Christians, we rent houses. Our children, we pay their school fees. We use money as Christians. We buy cars. I mean, one day you must have a car. Your wife must have a car. Your children must have cars. We use money. That is why one of the spots of our lives God chose to bless was a, a, a specific spot. Your basket or your purse. Do you have a purse? And these days the women, they move around with suitcases. I mean, their bag, you wonder. You want even, why their necks are not, I mean, what is this? What is this? And it's very heavy. I'm not joking. I, I'm, I'm very sure in some 50 years time, there will be new diseases for women of shoulder conditions. I'm telling you. Some, some new variants of osteoarthritis or adhesive capsulitis. What is this? Our mothers who were using small purses, they were not living any life. I mean, what is in their bag? What is in it? I, I'm, I'm interested. I want to know what is inside the bag. What is in the bag? What, 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 why is your Sunday morning, why is your bag so heavy? What is inside? Shoes. God will bless you. So for those of us who have just come, one of the things we need to begin to do clearly and you must understand it's one of the pillars of our behavior in the church is tithing. <laughs> Paying of tithe. There is a word. T-I-T-H-E. Tithing. It says, until I come, I am saying this thing so that you will know how you should behave. Paying of tithes is a behavior in the church. A way of behaving. A way of conducting yourself. Why? So that the blessing of God can be actualized. The actualization of the blessing. Look, look, my brother. God wants to bless you. He cares about you. You have no idea. He really cares for you. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave. His only, only one. Not a child out of seven. Not one child, one out of ten children. His only begotten son. God really loves you. If you are sitting here and you have any doubt, 
whether God cares for you, ha, maybe that's all you came to church to hear. God really cares for you. He says, I wish above all things that you prosper. Oh. Even we as parents, Jesus calls us evil. We are happy to see our children doing well in school. When your child is moving around and is wearing some new kambu or a nice bag, you are, you are happy to see your child is doing well. I'm happy to see my son doing well. God wants to see. He's supposed to say that he takes pleasure. You know, pleasure, like pleasure and excitement. He takes pleasure in the prosperity of the saints. Yes. But there is a way. That's why he, he, Paul said that in the household of, of God, which is the pillar of truth, if you don't use his way of prospering you, you'll be here. And you will look like someone serving a God who doesn't care for his children. There are many places where people who are in control, who are in charge, don't care for the people under them. When you go to a lot of African countries, I know I went to one, whose name begins with Jean. The road to the house you are going to stay in, where you are going to stay, the road, some places, if it rains, you can't even go to the house. Because they must build a drain and asphalt the road. And the people don't care. Look, I'm telling you, if you are an African, you can easily see God the way you see an African country president. And if we bring it down to your family level, your father, your mother, and which is all from the type of leadership. If you are a typical African, you will not believe it. Like, like you are in a place you must dig your own borehole. Do your own solar whatever. I mean, in some places, if you go to Germany and see somebody doing a solar farm, is that science? Like, it's a hobby of connecting wires and battery and, you know, science, advancement. It is not because he needs electricity. But when you are under a leader who doesn't care, <laughs> some of you are used to what you see around. It's not normal. That some countries say, you, you can be there for 100 years and never see an untarred road. They've left some patches of land untarred to show their children what brown soil is like. You can live in a place and never polish your shoe for one year. One year. I'm telling you, but when you are under wicked leaders who don't care, you may think that it is normal to fetch water. In New York, if the lights go off in New York, it will be on CNN in the next, it will be breaking news. Light off where? Madison Square. What are you talking about? 
light off but here when the lights come on it is breaking news so when you are an african in this context you can easily see god as someone who really doesn't care it's like an african president yeah well, the, the, the nicest place is his house the nicest road in the country is the road that leads to his house when a minister comes to live in your area the roads will be tired oh yes an African minister but not, not in Germany they don't need a former president to live in a place for a road to be tired in Germany it's tired already and the money they have we have some and more actually it's our money which goes there <laughs> In case you, don't, you think we are poor, you, you, your mind is not working well. Sit down carefully and calculate. We are not poor. We have never been poor. We are rich. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm saying that the God we serve, He likes you. He's interested in you. Yeah. He's interested in how you got money to make this nice dress. He's interested in your marriage. The marks your child got in school. He wants to know. I'm having some counseling sessions with some of my members. I said, I don't want to see anybody who does not come with the results of your grades in the, in the university. Yeah, don't sit in front of me. If you're not coming with your first sem, second sem, first year, second year, if you're in third year, I want to see from year one till now, your score, your points, your average. You can't come and sit because I care about you more than just church attendance and shepherd. And I want to know, are you doing well in school? In fact, if you're not doing well, I will remove you from being a shepherd. I will remove you. If come, God, God is not an African president. No. He cares for you. He cares so much that when he sees a di- disease in your life, he heals it. Yeah, he heals your body. But to enjoy the way, see, see the way God blesses us, there is a way. And that way, you need to know that there are many things that we bring from the world that, that into the church that end up destroying our, our lives the, the world has a logic called the one step logic that's the world in the church it's multi step logic the one step logic is the logic of animals if a goat wants grass it doesn't go to look for plastic chairs it looks for what? one step in the world, if you need money, you look for a loan. In the world, if you want to marry a woman, you look for a woman to marry. When you see a former Miss Area, you say, This is the one. I'm, I like you. I like uh, fat legs or you know, whatever you like, big head. Or... That's the world. So, so you see them. In the world, if you want to move up, you look for a ladder. 
is one step. So they live like animals. You see that the, the, the typical worldly living is like animals. Like, like when you see, I don't know if you see, like if you throw meat on the ground and there are dogs there, the way they rush. Yeah. When you see African politicians chase one says you meet. You won't believe that these are human beings. They kill. They kill in Africa. Yes. Africans, they kill. They'll kill you. You have it also in Italy. They've got mafias because outside the world, outside the church, whether it is in Africa or England or America, they are all like animals. Now, in the kingdom, our logic is not one step. I don't know how I'm preaching today. I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand. I, I wish I had some more time. In the kingdom of God, whether it is in China or Africa or Belgium, in the kingdom, our logic is not one step logic. Our logic is multi-step logic. That is, that is, that is. Unlike in the world, where if I see this box, this black box, and I'm looking, I've been looking for a black box, and I've seen a black box. In the world, when you see the black box, you go for it. Now, in the church, one of, this is one of a thousand ways of behaving in the church. Yeah. In the church, if you are looking for a black box, you first of all must go for a yellow chair. Sit on it. And then go to a yellow screen. Touch it. And then look for a brown box. Touch it. And then when you go to, and you see a black box, you don't just hold it. You go around about like seven times before you eventually touch the black box. So in the kingdom, the things we are looking for, we don't seek them directly. So if I'm looking for promotion in the kingdom, I want to be known. I want to be a popular pastor in the kingdom of God. I don't start by making posters. In the kingdom, to go up, you have to go down. Because there is also a way up from down. Which the people in the world don't understand. If I want to marry in the kingdom of God, I'm looking for a wife to marry. I don't, the, the worst day to choose a woman to marry is on Sunday morning. Worst. If you, if you are a sensible person, you will never even consider somebody to marry on Sunday. A lady on Sunday, 90% fake. 90%. Even the face is not real. That's why in the kingdom of God, when we are proposing to a woman, we don't give her a ring. When we are proposing, we give her sachet water to wash her face. Yes. That's how we propose. That's how we propose. I don't know. Nobody has told you. 
No, no. If I meet you and I want to propose to you, in the well, they give rings. They kneel down. Hold your hand. Will you marry me? In the kingdom, we don't kneel no down. We give you Voltic bottle or sachet water because... Sorry, I said Voltic, not Voltic. Sachet water because if it's Voltic, you'd have wasted money. Because when she washes the face... You realize that up and I, <laughs> we are in church. Sorry. I don't want to demean anybody. You should know how to behave yourself. You want a wife to marry? Go and do outreach. Be an usher. Go for a prayer meeting. Yes. That's how my wife got a husband. Yes. Looking for souls. She found me. Yes, she found me. Her mind was not on marriage. She witnessed to me. I got born again. And one day when she was counseling me, I was looking at her face. I said, this girl, I'll marry you, Bia. here in the world if you want a lot of anything what do you do you start collecting them you want a lot of girls collect the girls you want a lot of ipads collect ipads you want a lot of money collect in the world it's one step it's it's an animal kingdom in the world yeah it's, it's a zoo but in the kingdom of God, if you want iPads, a lot of iPads, you rather give out iPads. Yeah, whatever you are, you want more of, you give that thing. So there is one who withholds and it turns to poverty. Because you can't be in the kingdom and use the logic of the world. If you bring your worldly ways here, you will be bumped off. People have tried it. They came to church with their worldly ways. They couldn't last. You will not last here. You, you cannot last here. <laughs> you will not last here. There's a way we live our lives here. Some of you, if a pastor shows love and cares for you and visits you, you say, he's in love with you. Because your mind is a corrupted file, pen drive, which is corrupted. A pen drive, which is corrupted. The next time you are doing your makeup, don't make the eyebrow too big. You look like a mask. It's like a mask. Let it be slim. Who taught you how to make up like that? Go and wash it after church. And come to my office. I'll show you how to make up. one who scatters yet he's increasing yet he's increasing don't bring your worldly ways here in this household of God one of the things we do to be blessed here 
is that we pay tithes. Tithes. And I will talk about it next week. Tithes. I'm preaching from this book, which is whose whose title or whatever should even give you a reason to be a little thoughtful. Why non-titan Christians become poor? And how titan Christians can become rich? There is something we do here. And everybody must do it. It is called the tithe. Tithe. If you are in this kingdom and you don't pay tithe, it means you have set yourself up for one of the most cataclysmic disasters. <laughs> you can spell it. It starts with a K. <laughs> you will be devastated. You don't pay tithe. One pastor was invited to another church in the country. So he took a plane and landed at the airport. And he was paid like protocol people. He went to the airport and paid him. On the way, as he was chatting with the driver, he was sitting at the back with his handbag, his suitcase was in the boot. The driver was driving. As we were chatting. I don't know how the discussion, because it was too soon for, for a discussion to, to now go towards tithing. I don't know. But the pastor asked the driver whether he pays tithes. He said, no, he hasn't paid tithes. They were in the middle of a highway. He said, stop now. Stop. Stop the car. So, say, why? Said, stop it now. Why? So no, you are a dangerous person. You can die at any time. There's no protection around you. So, he took his bag, removed the suitcase, and stood by the wayside, said, looking for a taxi. said, I will find my way to the church. Go, go and tell your pastor that I'm coming myself. You cannot drive me for the next one centimeter. When you meet a person who doesn't pay tithes and it's in the kingdom of God, you are looking at um, something which is, I, I, I cannot find a word. You should not link yourself to that person. You should not link yourself to that person. The person is, is, is at the verge of destruction. I mean, Anything can happen to the person. He has no protection. In fact, when you see the person, he may have a lot of money or he's married with two children. What about anything? When you don't pay tithes, there's no covering. So the pastor said, I want to get down right now. Here, now. No, 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 no. I don't want to be friends with somebody who doesn't pay tithes because you are bringing a curse into my life. Hi, the things I'm going to preach this month here. You have no idea. So, there is something called tithe. What is tithe? A tithe is a tenth of your increase. Increase. It's not just your income. Increase 
your increase is also the 20 Ghana I gave you yesterday. Because if I give you 20 Ghana, I have increased you. The mobile money you got from your sister is an increase. We don't pay tithes only on our salaries. Your salary represents one portion of your sources of increase or income. Incoming. And income is what comes in. Income. So whether the money was, uh, your friend is saying, no. Uh, Western Union, or it's your brother who gave you, it is an income. But we have formalized the money a company pays us at the end of the month as our income. But you are learning today that the money your school pays you, or your office, or your shop, your shop owner gives you at the end of the month, is not your only income. That when your sister in Brazil sends you money, even if it is 100 Ghana, it is also an inward come. Income. Now, as Christians, we have a relationship with God. And in that relationship, every income, whatever you get, is seen and viewed spiritually as ten parts. If it's 200 Ghana cities, if it's 17 Ghana cities, if it's 1,200, that thing you have in your hand is seen as divisions of ten. And one, one out of the ten belongs to God. I've ended the sermon today, but next week, God willing, I'm going to go into it. So one out of the ten. So if you have nine, if you give me a box of ten iPads, one iPad is not mine. If I give you 10 Ghana cities, I so I like your haircut. I just like you. Get us 10 Ghana cities. It becomes an income to you. And one Ghana city out of the 10 belongs to who? God. Your uncle. No, who? God. God. Now, so, so, so when you don't give God his one Ghana city, you are described in the Bible as a thief. Who is a thief? A thief is someone who takes something that does not belong to him. So if you are in this kingdom, you need to know the definition of a thief. That a, a thief some of us here are thieves. Malachi 3. Verse 8. Will a man rob God? Now, now, what's the meaning of rob? R-O-B. Does it mean to sink? 
to dance. To rob means to deprive someone of something he has to take. And he said, will a man, is it possible for a man to rob God? You cannot. You cannot rob God. But the Bible says that you can rob God. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. What? I robbed God? So the question, how did we rob God? And God answered back, in the tithes. In what? Tithes and offerings. When you, I'm telling you, when you come to church and you don't give offerings, you are a thief. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Some of you have, have not heard the message like this before. Today is your first time and the pastor, next week actually your pastor is the one preaching, so he, 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 he preaches very well. So you should be clapping your hands that I'll be out of the scene very soon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are in church. We are filling the service. Offering bags are going around. You don't give offering. You are a thief. We'll beat you. <laughs> no, we won't beat you. You are a thief. You are a thief. Hey! I remember one brother who was sacked from his uncle's house. His father died or something. He was living with his uncle. And the uncle discovered that he was stealing money from him. He sacked him. And that, that, it marked the end of the boy's life. He, I don't know where he is now. He was removed from the house. No, because the, the person who blesses you, who cares for you, who feeds you, who gives you money, you are stealing from the person. If he finds you, he's going to sack you. You know, you can steal from, no, you can't steal, you can't steal, but let's say if you have to steal from your classmate or your but not from the person who is taking care of you. So, 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 don't try to steal from God. Will a man rob God? Yes! It's not about paying, it's not the amount of money that your tithe is 500 Ghana because you earn 5,000 or your, whether it's 500 Ghana or 5 Ghana cities, it's the tithe. So verse 9. Oh, I, I, honestly, I don't like such verses. So. I mean, why should you come to church on a Sunday morning and we are reading such verses to you? I, 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 I don't feel like reading it, but it's in the Bible. And it's part of the things I'm, I'm, I'm teaching with. So I must read it. But it's not like, like I enjoy such using such words. So you are cursed. You are cursed with a curse. Why? Because you have stolen from me. There is something that belongs to me that you have taken from me. Violently. Some of you, your hairstyle is your tights. The money you should have brought to church is what you have gone to use to make this bo- uh, boxer girl. <laughs> so his advice is in verse 10. Verse 10, I'm ending. That's the advice. He said, honestly, do something. Bring in the tithes. 
Bring in the tithes. That's there may be meat in my house. Look, you are depriving my house of meat. Because you may think your five Ghana cities tithe. Because you got 50 Ghana. Say five Ghana is not much. It is much. We like it. God likes it. It's what is used to buy. It's a five Ghana, five Ghana that is used to buy this plastic chair. But they are going to change the chairs very soon. And those of you who don't pay tithes, if you sit on the chair, it will break through. So anytime you are in the church and the chair breaks, you know that, ah, one of them. <laughs> stand to your feet, my time is up. I beg you, stand to your feet. Next week. Lift your hands and ask the Lord. Those of you old members who don't pay tithes, ask the Lord for forgiveness. You have used your tithe to sew a dress. You have used your tithe to buy a wig. You have used your tithe to buy... Oh, lift your hands and pray and say, Lord, I've changed. I've changed. <laughs> I mean, think about it. God is the one rather who is blessing us when men are cursing us. Can you imagine that now God is the one cursing you? Where are you going? God is the one cursing you. I don't like to use such words. Lift your hands and pray and say, Lord, I'll have respect for the tithe. Lift your hands and pray. Please. You have respect for the tithe. Yes. The tithe. Pray. Pray. Whether it's your salary, oh. Whether it's money your cousin gave you, oh. Or some extra job, oh. Or overtime, oh. Or whatever it is, oh. It is part of your tithes. Part of your income. You pay tithes. Father, we thank you for touching our hearts. You will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. Amen. Close your eyes, please. And there is a brother here who wants to be born again. Please close your eyes. Every eye closed. No movement. Every eye closed. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. If you are here, you want to receive Jesus as your personal savior in this service. A decision. Lift your hand high. I want to pray for you right now. High. Yes. Lift your hand high. Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Lift your hand high. Lift it high. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. It's your decision you are taking. And this will be the most important decision you ever took. If your hand is up, please come to me right now. Come to me. Come. Quickly come. 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 Yes, stand here. Come, clap for them. They are coming. your two hands and say this prayer after me. Close your eyes, lift your two hands and say, Heavenly Father, today I surrender my life to you. I realize I am a sinner. I am dirty. Please have mercy on me and forgive me. Today, today I turn around I'm not going back to the world. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to walk with you. This is my house. 
this church is my house. I'll serve Jesus all the days of my life. I am born again. I'm not going back. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.